Today on Locked On Rockies, well, Bill Schmidt spoke to the media yesterday and there were some interesting things, but something that we already kind of knew, Montero's got to prove it this year and it's a big year for first base. You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked on Rockies podcast for today, the 21st day of February in the year 2024. I'm your host of the Locked on Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. Who am I? I am your Rockies fan extraordinaire. I've been bringing you your daily Rockies talk for almost four seasons now and been following this team my entire life. I am arguably one of the biggest Rockies fans you know. I would, I'd safely put some money on that uh, but uh, we I am your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast we are available on your favorite streaming services and on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel where you can be part of the show you can let me know what's on your mind when it comes to the Colorado Rockies just like Chris Bryant 2687 says Nolan Jones is hitting more than 20 home runs he had like 20 in 106 games this last season and uh i think that's a pretty safe bet i don't think 25 home runs is out of the question for our friend nolan jones here but uh, nolan jones isn't the focus of the uh, podcast today i know he really should be but we are talking about another young player for the Rockies, Elorius Montero, as uh, he prepares for arguably the biggest season that for, for him. This season is one that sets the stage basically for what the Rockies are going to do, what the Rockies are uh, putting pressure on the Rockies to do things, uh, and it's also just going to go ahead and, and complicate things at first base, right field, and for, for others. So we're going to dive into that yet again, especially after we got some comments from Bill Schmidt yesterday. And uh, if you are in the Hartford, Connecticut area, my oh my, you might want to uh, be looking ahead to the Yard Goat season because there are a lot of players that are key to the Rockies' futures or or what the Rockies believe are key to their future, uh, hopefully going to get or starting their seasons there at AA and uh, looking to go up to AAA. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we dive into everything got to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel make every moment more new customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started okay uh like I was saying yesterday if you are not following the Rockies media members on X on Twitter on on all of those socials you're missing out on uh the best spring coverage they we there are reporters there are people out there right now following the team bringing you uh, the latest and greatest from from spring training as the Rockies get one day closer to playing a baseball game. And, uh, of course, friend of the show, Patrick Lyon, uh, Lyons here, uh, has a couple of updates here. And uh, I'm going to read uh, two of them here. And I, I want to start with the big story that I have or the big topic that I have for today. And it starts, uh, and this is from uh, Patrick Lyons here on, on X. GM Bill Schmidt offered a lot on the Rockies during media day. Chris Bryant, set to be the everyday first baseman, could play right field, especially if Aylaris Montero continues to hit. Ryan Rollison may be ready as soon as April. Riley Pint has increased confidence, plenty of potential. Man, rooting for Riley Pint for sure. That's not where I want to focus, though. This is a sign that what you're hearing there is is a moment where this is it's not that 
you can be frustrated with the Montero with the with the with the lack of consistency, especially last season for Montero in a season in which uh, he should have uh, really seen more of it in the beginning of the year. We we saw Montero for a a good chunk of the second half of the season, looking at his um, at the numbers and such, and we uh, look at uh, where Monty was playing in the uh, at, at towards the back half of the season. We've highlighted the fact that last year was really weird for him in terms of uh, still going up and down, up and down. What's where you know where is how much consistency is he really getting? I remember that he was playing he was playing in the everyday lineup basically up until the end of April, and then he goes down to the minor leagues, doesn't see the major leagues yet again uh, in for the entirety of the month of May, uh, and then from there he pretty much was playing mostly consistent. But another similar thing happened there again. Plays almost all of June. July rolls around. He only plays in five games. August rolls around. September rolls around. He's an everyday player. That's something that I, when I look at Montero's season last year, that's where I get frustrated. That's where I get frustrated about the approach of handling Montero. He was not given a moment until the second half of the season, past the second half of the season last year, to, to really build consistency. And you're saying, well, he played two full months. He played all of April. He played all of June. I mean, there and, and he, he batted sub to a, a sub 220 in both of those months. He, he, he struck out. Uh, over 15 times both of those months. He didn't really do much. But we know how important it is for young players to get consistency. And that's not consistency. But we're facing the same issue going into this season. How is Montero going to find himself into the lineup every day? He has to force his way into it. There, there He has to give Bud Black no other reason to no other option other than to play him at first, Chris Bryan in right, and have Charlie Blackman DH. Now, that means that's going to impact Bouchard. That's going to impact Goodman. That's going to impact Tolia. We've talked about this before. There's no, there's no way to play all of your young guys and play Chris Bryan. I mean that that's where the, the, the Chris Bryan contract is is coming into play. Now, this season's going to be a weird one where it would be easy just a Chris Bryant's just going to be the DH. We, we're worried about the health. We don't want him in the field. We're just going to stash him there. But Charlie Blackman's still too effective. And it's, I mean, I know Charlie got hurt, but look at Charlie's overall injury history. And it ain't going to be like the stuff that we've seen with Chris Bryant. But in order for Montero to get on the field, he has to prove it. He cannot go up against Major League Pitching and look outmatched. He can't go up against Major League Pitching and look like he doesn't belong there. He has to bring the power that he has the confidence in, and he has to become that guy that he's talked about before. I, I, it's still burned in my brain from last season that Montero wants to be the cleanup batter for the Rockies. That's the right mindset. That's the mindset I want him to have. But it's got to be backed up on the field, and he's out of minor league options, I'm pretty sure. I don't think the Rockies can 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 put him back in AAA. And in reality, going back to AAA will not do anything for Montero. He, he crushes minor league pitching. He, he is able to handle it. He is he, he has demonstrated the power. He is someone that is going to be that that is better than AAA level, but needs the opportunity to really prove it. Because reminder, at the beginning of the season last year, as we were talking about going through his his stats, he was playing third base. And we learned that third base is not the primary position for Montero, and that's okay. In reality, it turned out to be not so bad. Well, I guess it depends on how you look at it. But 
it would it made more sense for Rymac to go over to third and for the Rockies to use the you know platoon the rotation the the Trejos uh, et, et cetera there at second base. But now there, that that option now is a is a moment for Montero to earn his spot in the lineup. And he's going to do any, and to do that, he can do it by what he did in uh, August and September. Really, when you're looking at it, you're like, mm, August, not so great. Uh, 221, 264, 382, uh, when you're looking at that, and 30 strikeouts in that month. But here's the, also the kicker he had 10 home runs, in, oh, I'm sorry, had 10 RBI and two home runs. He was, uh, he hit a triple. A couple of doubles, 26 uh, total bases in that month. It slowly started to build together. Okay, especially, you know, it, it, there's there's a pulse. Then we go to September, final month of the year. Bats 298, 368, 553. The strikeouts are still high, but he drives, uh, he, he walks eight times. He gets, he drives in 13. He hits six home runs. He hits six doubles. He, uh, Gets uh, 28 total hits and 94 at-bats. That's the type of stuff we have to see. And more. We need to see Monty being the power RBI generating guy that he's going to be. I, I First base defense, I'm not really that concerned about. I'm not really focused on that either for Montero or Brian. But this is a moment in the, in the career of Valeris Montero where you're going up against an MVP. You're going up against a World Series champion. You have no other option but to prove it because there's no talk of putting Montero in right field, which I don't think would be the, the move anyway. But the point of the, the point is for the Rockies as well, this is a key situation for a player that has a lot connected to the legacy and lore of this version of the Rockies of the, of the post playoff Rockies. This is a guy that was considered to be the crown jewel of that trade. This is the year that Montero has to take that step forward. And the Rockies have to give him that chance. It does not help Montero to have him start the season on the bench. He needs to DH. He needs to play first base. He needs to be in the lineup five days a week at minimum. But he also has to earn that. And that makes it tough. Hot and cold. But I really do believe that the consistency is one of the biggest issues that Montero has faced. He's never been given long enough to make the adjustments, long enough to go through the grind. We saw what happened there when he got two full months of playing time last year. An increase across the board in stats and better performances. But it's going to be tough because there are a lot of guys that want to make their name too, and they're depending on right field as well. Let's talk about Chris Bryant playing some outfield. Let's talk about what we think about that. And more coming up here in segment number two of today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Before we do that, though, got to tell you about some of the folks that help make this show possible, and that includes FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. You already know. If you want to get ready for baseball with some props and futures, they got that available over there at FanDuel. But if you're looking to score some buckets with the Denver Nuggets, 
and the NBA, FanDuel's got you covered because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's any winning $5 bet. Doesn't have to be on basketball. Doesn't have to be on hockey. Any winning $5 bet is going to get you $150. That's $150 if your bet wins when you head to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel's got a super easy-to-use app, and you can see all the NBA action, including quick bets, live same game parlays, some fun prop bets, and lots, lots more, all on that super easy-to-use app right there in your pocket. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on for all your sportsbook action. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming services, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, guess what? You're in the right spot because that's what we do around here each and every day. And if you're looking for more sports coverage from us here on Locked On, well, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free fire tv channels app all right we are talking about the first base battle we are talking montero we're talking chris bryant we're talking updates from spring training reminder please 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 go follow denver media go follow these people that are covering the rockies it is so so important that you do so and there's no better way to stay informed on uh, the colorado rockies in spring then uh, by following the Patrick Lyons, the Thomas Hardings, uh, you know, et, et cetera. I mean, uh, ev- it seems like almost everybody in the Rockies media is going to be da- is down there. So be sure to be following and staying up to date uh, with all things Rockies as we get one day closer to opening day. All right. Um, so if Montero is going to get playing time, what does that mean for Chris Bryant? How are the Rockies going to handle Chris Bryant? Are we confident that Chris Bryant is going to play a full season? The answer is I don't know to all of those. To be totally honest, I mean, this this is the big sports conundrum. This is the big contract conundrum. This really is a, a massive uh, point, not only for the, uh, the, the career of Montero, but for the Rockies' career of Chris Bryant as well. It's not just a prove-it year for Chris Bryant or, or for Montero. It, it, it's a prove-it year for Chris Bryant as well. I need to see that this guy can stay healthy for 120 games. I need to see that this guy can 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 be impactful on the field. I need to see this guy take advantage of hitting at Coors Field. If he's not going to hit home runs, I need to see doubles in the gap. And then, you know, when it comes to defense, it's circled around and, and gone back to Chris Bryant. Left fielder. Ah, he's going to figure out. He's never played a big outfield like that. Uh, okay, not so much. Right field. All right, still the outfield, but, you know, it's it's, it's tough out there. You got the, the weird wall there and right, and it's still the outfield, so, so you're still moving your body a lot. Let's have him play first base now. And so I don't really think that Chris Bryant is going to change the game as a defensive first baseman. I, I, I think he'll be a fine option there. And I think it, it should be a way to get him uh, to stay healthy. But there is going to be a point where the Chris Bryant question has to start being asked. And this season, too. I mean, 
with with the Charlie Blackman factor, you're going to have to at some point make the call of is Bryant in the lineup over Montero, over Bouchard, over Tolia, over Goodman, all these young guys. And does Chris Bryant's name alone save him there? Does his resume alone save him there? It probably will. It's Bud Black. We know his we know his uh, uh, love for veteran players and 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 having them in the lineup and in the mix. But what if KB struggles out the gate? What if Montero starts the season off well? What if Hunter Goodman, Sean Bouchard have a really good spring? I mean, Chris Bryant's not a bench player. But the, the, the question does have to arise. When are you going to really buy in to letting the kids play? When are you really going to just go full on in on on that mentality? And so, unfortunately, what I think this is going to mean is Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant is going to block a lot of prospects this year, for three of them most likely. Chris Bryant is going to be in the lineup. Chris Bryant is going to be the right fielder. Chris Bryant is going to be the first baseman. I'm not that worried about him playing right field. I think it's really not going to be the end of the world. We haven't seen the best right field play in a while. I don't necessarily think it's cost the Rockies much uh, when they, especially when they're backed up by the the, the two thirds of the outfield is really good. So I, I'm I'm not as I'm not as worried about that. I'm I'm just worried at how Chris Bryant's puzzle piece fits into this overall equation. How many times? How many? How long do you have to continue to just find a spot for Chris Bryant? Find a find a moment for him. Find an opening for him. Because just like we've we talked about with Montero, it doesn't help Sean Bouchard. It doesn't help Hunter Goodman. It doesn't help Michael Tolia to just come up and sit on the bench. It it, it doesn't. It does. It, it, they've they have been called up. They have played in the big leagues before. They have done their cups of teas. They need the opportunity to prove it. So it's going to be a, a tough tightrope to walk here. It's going to be a tough situation here for the Rockies when it comes to figuring out first base, right field, and the Chris Bryant situation. Because if, if Chris Bryant isn't performing, I don't think that he is going to get the same treatment. I don't think you're going to see them pull him out. The, the Rockies have Chris Bryant sit multiple games in a row. I know it's not really how it works. I know it's not what we brought him in for. But it really, really is going to be a, a moment where there are some really interesting points in a lot of careers on the right side of the infield and on the right side of the outfield. And I need Chris Bryant to, to demonstrate why he should be the one that gets the starting spot. Why he should be the one that gets to dominate. Why should he be the one? He needs to re he needs to reinforce and remind us. I know what Chris Bryant is capable of doing. I've watched Chris Bryant in the past. But for for Chris Bryant on the Rockies, it's a completely different story. If the Rockies are 15 games out, if the Rockies are at the bottom of the division and gasping for air in June, is it more important that Chris Bryant gets playing time? Or is it more important that the, the four young guys that he's getting in the way of get the playing time? And will the Rockies make that decision? 
Will the Rockies be capable of saying that? And the, and the answer, obviously, is that the Rockies are going to play Chris Bryant. I know that's what's going to happen. I understand that. But that is going to have serious implications for a lot of guys that are in situations where they need to start, they need, they need this time. So it's 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 it 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 isn't just a prove it year and prove it time for for Aloris Montero. There is no doubt in my mind that Chris Bryant needs to prove himself as being the leader on this team on the field, especially. We've heard the off the field stuff that is great. I love the locker room presence from Chris Bryant. I love that the players listen to him. I love that the players are are, are fans of him. But I need him to play 120 games this year, and I need him to stay healthy, and I need him to hit home runs. I need him to drive in runs. I need Chris Bryant to be an offensive threat, and I am still hesitant about that. I have yet to see a Chris Bryant that dominates on offense for the Colorado Rockies. 300 at-bats last year for Chris Bryant. 10 home runs, batted 233, 31 RBI, an OBP of 313, slugging of 367, an OPS of 680. Meh, I like the 10 home runs. I'm happy he got double-digit home runs last year. But if this is it, 386 plate appearances they're projecting for, for Chris Bryant. 257, 337, 430. By who, I mean baseball reference. An OPS of 767, 42 RBI, 13 home run. I mean, obviously, these these are low, but but this is a, this is a stat line that, that can happen. Double the amount of strikeouts for Chris Bryant than RBI. They're projecting. I mean, Chris Bryant hasn't even sniffed 20 home runs since he came to Colorado. Hasn't even come close. And obviously, that's because he hasn't played. 42 games in Colorado in 2022, 80 games in Colorado in 2023. Shoot, 120 might be might might be too much. We got to see him for 100. And I'm wondering if that's something that he wants, if he wants the time, he wants the consistency. He wants the ability to to say, "No, nah, this is my team. This is my moment." But I am in the mindset of Chris Bryant's got to prove it too. Because the clock should be ticking on his, you know, DH is one thing. But there are players that need first base and need right field to get on the field. And if Chris Bryant ain't producing, that question has to be had. You're going to have to let him slide. I believe that 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 is, you're going to have to go with the hot hand. And it's just a matter of, will the Rockies do that? Will the, will the Rockies, uh, Go for it. Because I, I deep down, even though Patrick Lyons says uh, Bryant will play right field if Montero continues to hit, I'll believe it when I see it. I, I mean, especially Montero. There, there, there isn't enough reason for me to believe that the Rockies will stick with Montero and let him play. But it's going to be real frustrating to watch the Rockies lose games and trot out same lineups and, and watch Montero just sit on the bench. Because that is really not how Montero, that that is just not even close to the approach that Montero should be given in this year. Arguably the most important year of Montero's career, this one. The options are done. The future is unclear. We haven't seen what we thought we were going to see. And there's a million reasons that go into that. So, 
I really want to buy into the KB thing. I really do. I really want to buy into this to to the player and the caliber. And and I like I said, I'm really glad to what he's bringing to the clubhouse and stuff. But I am increasingly hesitant because I'm asking him to play 120 games this year, and that's what he's done in two seasons for the Rockies total. It's gonna be tough. All right, uh, hey, if you're in Hartford, you are going to want to get your tickets because the Yard Goats are going to have a really good, or exciting, I, you know, good, I guess, is however you want to look at it in terms of minor leagues. It's That's a, in, an interesting word to use. Uh, you are going to want to get your tickets. More on that coming up. Speaking of tickets, you can get your tickets with Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They got last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, all sorts of types of deals available on the Game Time app. But my favorite thing that you get when you buy from Game Time, a picture of your seat. It's a small thing, it's a small detail, but it makes all the difference for me. It really does change how I'm feeling about the price I want to pay, where I'm sitting, if I even want to go. That type of stuff is super helpful. I really, really like game time for my my ticket buying experience. I've used it now multiple times and will continue to do so. Why? Because they got deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Not sure if you want to go or not. They even got tickets in after hour it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Download the GameTime app and create an account and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. That's code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase at GameTime. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming services, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. Uh, folks, here again from Patrick Lyons on uh, X here. Hartford Yard Goats may have quite the squad on opening night, according to Rockies GM Bill Schmidt. Adele Amador will begin his year in double A. A quartet of outfielders, Zach Veen, Jordan Beck, Yankeel Fernandez, and Benny Montgomery could all start the year there as well. It's exciting stuff. I mean, these are prospects that we've heard a bit about. Beck is a really interesting one. Uh, of course, Amador is really interesting. If you are in Hartford, you're not going to want to miss out. I mean, you are looking at, potent- if things go well, of course, you're looking at potentially the ne- another next core of the Rockies or players that are going to come in and 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 play a part, play a factor. You're, you're, you're looking at the Charlie Blackman replacements. You're looking at the potential Chris Bryant replacements as well, depending on what Bryant's role becomes. Of course, the the, the how does Amador do at the AA level is going to directly influence how the Rockies are going to handle Brendan Rodgers and the trade deadline this year. If you want to get a glimpse at the Rockies of the future, Hartford's going to be the place to be, it looks like, to start the year. And, I mean, that's a really interesting group of outfielders that it has there are a lot of names on that list that are the that that are supposed to be uh, the the real interesting outfielders mixed in with arguably the Rockies most exciting one of the most exciting prospects in Amador there it is going to be a really really great start for Hartford out of all of those though I mean of course I think there there are two names that I want to really learn more about this year from from that list 
And that is Benny Montgomery and Zach Veen. I feel like both of these players had a lot of, of hype, a lot of steam, a lot of momentum. And we haven't heard much. I know Benny's younger, so Benny's had you know been in, in, the, in the lower level, still developing. But Zach Veen, big injury last year that he is recovering from. So this is a, a crucial year for, for prospects that have been considered to be really highly regarded and uh, are in situations where they want to bounce back too. I think there was a piece from Thomas Harding uh, about uh, Veen trying to get back in there and, and, and get back to having fun and, and being that fun-loving outfielder that that we really started to, to, to fall in love with a couple of years ago. So if you are a, a Hartford listener, if you are in that area, you aren't going to want to miss out, especially on the start of the year. Who knows what's going to happen? But but that is an exciting uh, announcement there as some really exciting Rockies prospects are, are moving on up into in, in the ranks and uh, getting closer and closer to that major league level. I mean, heck, it, it won't be too surprising maybe if you see some of those guys at some point in this season, depending on uh, how the Rockies season goes, depending on how healthy the Rockies stay. So. Yard Goats fans, make sure that you are getting out there and getting your tickets ready because you are in for a treat. All right, folks, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Thank you so much for joining us and making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, go check out Locked on Sports Today on YouTube or Locked on MLB. If you need more Colorado sports coverage, Locked on Broncos, Locked on Avalanche, Locked on Nuggets, and Locked on Buffs, all on the Locked On Podcast Network as well, bringing you all your Colorado sports talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Find us on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing, letting me know what's on your mind when it comes to the Rockies and spring training on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel where you can be part of the show. Your subscription, your liking of the videos is the easiest way to help the show. Really, really do appreciate that. Folks, until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.